The Sheila Zielinski Show, the only show to give you the truth behind the headlines, prophecy, and the deeper things of God. Now, here is your host, Sheila Zielinski. Hello, everyone. It is great to be back on the air in May, the month of May. What happened to April? I'm not sure. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Sheila Zielinski Show. What a privilege and honor to be back on the air. So glad you took the time to tune into the program today. Well, I'm really excited because lots to talk about, of course. As everyone knows, I recently went to Colorado, got to spend some time with Sharon and Monty Malky and the West Coast Church of Deliverance, all those folks that are a part of WCCD. What an amazing group. Just such a blessing. And I've been really, really praying to the Lord, you know, what direction does he want me to go? And you all know I took a little time to really just seek God and find out what direction this ministry is going. It kind of seems like sometimes I'm running off in front of God and I want to be really sure that, you know, I'm hearing from the Lord and his timing and what he wants to do here too. I'm really hoping by the summer I'll be able to launch some video, the video editing. I didn't realize there's just so much more to all this. So yeah, I've been consulting with a guy that does setups on this. It looks like a little more complicated than I originally thought after I actually consulted some professionals, but God willing, move toward that more this fall. I'm really excited about where God is leading. Hey, I got to tell you, if you have not watched the Disney deception that I just released on YouTube in the last week, you have to go watch that. Spent a lot of time doing research on that when I got back from Colorado. I had already done some research over the years on it. I was trying to take a whole lot of information and condense it into something under one hour. And so I really am looking forward to your feedback on that. Hey, if you have not subscribed to my YouTube channel, and make sure you do that. We've got some exciting things coming out. Go to weekendvigilante.com. Very simple. Click on that pink bar. The direct links are right there. So make sure you're following me on Facebook and Twitter and do subscribe to my YouTube channel. Well, I want to jump right into the show. It's been a while and it is my pleasure to welcome on my good friend Russ Dizdar. Russ, it's been too long. Welcome back to the show, sir. It has been a while. Thank you, Sheila. It's just uh, great to be here. And uh, man, uh, just uh, good stuff happening everywhere. But the other side is bulging at the seams uh, in all of its destruction. Well, today, Russ, we're calling this show Satanic Ritual Abuse, Pedogate, and the Dark Underground Occult. I'll tell you, the headlines are getting weirder. The demons are getting bolder. First of all, there is just a copious cornucopia, how's that for a handle, of total weirdness. Every single day, we see some headline involving either child sex trafficking, pedogate, pedophilia, human sacrifice, and list goes on and on. And it's probably timely too, Russ, because just earlier this week, there was the largest webcam sex bust. I mean, this thing was huge. Authorities in the Philippines have arrested an American suspected of exploiting possibly hundreds of Filipino children using webcams to sell videos. There was images and live streams. Part of that is webcam child abuse is increasing rapidly with a growing pool of buyers in the U.S. and Europe. That is just so disheartening. But, you know, Russ, I I guess the heartbreaking part of this, on the heels of all this evil that's ramping up, 
I mean, we're getting hit with the kitchen sink here. The heartbreaking part of this is the church is in such a mess. While we're getting slammed at Hell's Kitchen, the church is just in a complete coma. And I'd love to get your take on this because I was reading in a survey that 73% of, this is Christians, were surveyed. And guess what? They don't believe in demons. They don't believe in the devil. And they certainly don't even believe the Bible's to be taken literally. I mean, Russ, this is head-scratching insanity. <laughs> I got a good story that goes with that. I had a, pa- a black pastor, but uh, bottom line was he comes to the church, and the church that I was pastoring at the time was back when I was pastoring. And um, we were all having a really great discussion, and then he, all of a sudden he goes, well, I don't really believe in deliverance and demons, and people don't get, you know, demon. It just doesn't happen here in the United States. He's going on and on. The white guy next to him all of a sudden goes, he, I could see his eyes being rolled. He begins to say, I feel like I'm supposed to mock God. I feel like something's coming over me. So I said, sit in this chair. And the moment we prayed, he went full-blown manifestation demonic, you know, 20 seconds to command it out. Um, the black pastor was hanging onto the chair, arm of the chair, while we were praying and just, you know, commanding this thing out. Wow. Um, his theology changed on the spot. I mean, his whole, he he now believes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's craziness. Well, every other week, we've got new witches doing new incantations. Of course, we saw the front page headlines that witches were going to cast spells on Trump. They're back at it again. We've got some really bizarre developments in the headlines. We'll get into some of that. But where I want to start off with, and I just recently watched it, it just came out on DVD, is this new movie, Split. This is quite the helly weird classic, isn't it? Uh, right. I mean, yeah, there's no question I was going to go to that one because, I mean, it's our field. Uh, we've been in 20, you know, 35 years. So anything that deals with multiplicity, we're going to go see. And here's what occurs. In the movie, they do at least try. It's kind of like a secular approach to it uh, that brings in the dark side. So it's it's kind of a secular approach that uh, they're trying to prove that you know it's real, that that DID is real and all that. Um, they do acknowledge that it comes from trauma, but they don't say where. They don't deal with hey, we have a we have a hundred million of these worldwide. Where you know who did this? So they don't go into any of all that. They don't go into the actual satanic ritual abuse in the beginning, but towards the end it's interesting how the entire reason the guy the multiple the guy with personalities he abducts girls eventually it's because they're going to be used in a kind of blood sacrificial thing in which he's gonna he's gonna literally cannibalize them and drink and eat their blood and here's the reason why because deep inside of him is an is another person some other part of him is way way down there called the beast and by doing this blood cannibalistic sacrificial thing on these girls that he abducted, a change in his DNA will occur and he becomes a hybrid. In the end of the movie, he becomes a stinking hybrid. Yeah. So there is, and then the movie shows at the very end, there's Bruce Willis sitting at a coffee shop. So there's going to be a part two to this. Yeah. So it's amazing to me that they... I'm kind of glad that they put it there. I mean, it's, most people are going to do, you know, they're going to just another scary movie, but at least a little piece. Here's here's how I look at it: um, satanic ritual abuse. And I yelled this out. I mean, really tried to really emphasize this in Dallas because I'm emphasizing it. We're doing a follow up to the Black Awakening called Augmented, and the entire you know satanic ritual abuse is the tool. What's the goal? 
the Godmen, the yeah. the Nazi. See, this is nothing more than a continuation of the Godmen. They started it in 1939, Leavenzaborn. So modern-day satanic ritual abuse is nothing more than the project gone worldwide. Uh, Himmler wanted... Their goal was to create 200 million of these augmented humans. And he said, if we can do that, not only will we be able to uh, conquer the world, but we'll maintain the world for a, you know, a thousand year Reich. So, um, we need to pull all the gloves off. That's what I'm doing anyway when it comes to what is this really going on? Who are these you know, individuals um, and who's behind it? It, it? So we need to take a look at the whole of the thing because it is so big and so vast. And, and I'm, I say that it's inseparably linked to the development of the troops of Antichrist. Right. Well, and there's a total correlation here between all this stuff that's come out about pedogate. Every other day, there's a new headline on pedophilia. Trump is going after pedogate, so it's said. I was just reading a all-news pipeline, I think, covered an article, I think just here this last week, children are vanishing at an alarming rate in the small community of Berkeley, Missouri, of all places. So just really interesting that that story's cropped up. And, you know, you've got all this bloodlust, the cannibalism ties into this. We saw the spirit cooking, Marinko Abramovich, that whole crew, the Podestas. You've just saw this litany, this copious amount of information has come out about all this. It's all coming to the surface here, isn't it? It really is. And we did this for years. We, for, you know, I think since we've been on the radio, what's been going on below the, you know, the surface, what we see on the public scale, the visible side, even the, the rumors and all the rest of it, uh, here's what I'm saying. 35 years, we have gone to the underground, uh, beneath the surface. We, we, that's been our, you know, my drive since 1980, to go underground, to verify, to find, to see. Uh, it's, we took the approach of Ezekiel chapter 8 when God willed to go down and, and show him literally what nobody, not even a good prophet. He, so here's the, here's the point. The other side doesn't want the church. They don't want the world to know. We're talking about the mysterium, Second uh, Thessalonians 2. We're talking about the collective that's interfacing with humanity. And so one of the number one ways, the places of power is blood sacrifice. That's the number one way to bring the demons over. That's the physics of that dark side and how they do it. And cannibalism is a part of the overall um, ritual and and what's done. I'm going to the feds tomorrow with a victim, and I'm not gonna. I can't get into the details. I gave a. I got permission to give a tiny glimpse of a little boy in a cage um, over the weekend. I put it up on the screen, asking everybody to pray. But um, here's we have two cases right now, and we're going to the feds tomorrow in Ohio. We're going to the feds and law enforcement and a retired detective in Allentown, PA, in a few weeks. In both cases, one of the cases is over over 17 years old, but we've never given up on it. The other one is brand new. In both cases, one was a six-year-old boy. One looks like a nine-year-old boy. They are abducted in cages, um, eventually uh, sexualized in a ritual. They were dismembered. And then the details, and I, I won't do it here, but the details of cannibalism Wow. Um, is part of the sick 
dark reality of the underground. It, it's just part of what they do in their – and I believe part of that involves their utter sheer it, – it's like they can't get God, so they're going to do this. Uh, this is something they can do. Uh, that feels that they can blaspheme, harm, strike out at, at at God himself. But there's such a demonic nature to this. It's so horrific, these atrocities that involve little children. I mean, it's so horrific. It's so disturbing. I mean, it's almost too disturbing even to discuss, but it really paints a picture of where we are at in time as far as prophecy goes, doesn't it? Well, it is. I mean, and here again is where prophecy is the intel God gives us in advance. So if we look even, let's just say this is the last 10 years of human history as we know it, which is good. If if that's true, then in the near future, um, let's say five years and eight years from now, in the book of Revelation, God, in the, in the midst of the wrath of the Antichrist, the wrath of God, God stops everything and calls for repentance on a global scale to billions. He's calling them. And here's what they won't turn from. Number, direct demon interface, I mean worship, they, they, the word prostrate. They're so in love. They're so embracing the demonic entities that we have the highest manifestation in the collective history yeah. of the world. Secondly, they're not going to turn away from pharmacia, the drug mix that goes with it. The infestation of the drug that we see now it is supernaturally propelled on a global scale. Um, even the drug lords in Mexico use the saint of death to, con- you know, to summon, including rip your heart out rituals to to get powers to extend their drug trade. Nobody nobody understands that. There's 12 million worshippers of this demon of death. And then the third thing is the inseparable sexual decadence. We're talking necrophilia, beast, you know, all of the stuff put together, let alone, listen, in rituals defined, um, that when we begin to confiscate works back in the late 80s, early 90s, some of which now are on the web, and yeah, you're talking sick, um, it's not, you know, the bloodletting is bad enough, uh, yeah. the, the, the torture is bad enough, all of that is bad enough, but the then the sexual side and total, I don't know what you want to call it, decadence, evil, radical, the, what they do, and then the cannibalization. It's all it's all in the mix. And so what we've seen in the underground, and 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 the underground is bigger and broader than any conspiracy, you know, like we look at the physical, I mean, we're seeing the outward stuff, but I'm telling you that the underground is larger, broader, stronger, more organized, more in-depth than than all of the outside uh, stuff that we're looking at. We're We're simply scratching the surface of a huge, supernaturally, dark, supernaturally protected underground that will, well, it's it's all slated to burst into uh, the public arena at the coming of, um, of the Antichrist. That's when what's all underground, if you think in terms of a sewer, uh, I, I tell people when I lived in the country, um, I remember our family, we had a house out there, and, and they had septic tanks and all that kind of stuff. I didn't know what, what that meant as a kid, but I did know what it meant for it to back up. You know, and to come through like just a little drain pipe where the where the washer and dryer was, and all of a sudden you couldn't stop it. This stuff just started coming. It was just all over the place, and it was going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. So what is underground is stronger, deeper, more vile, 
And all we're hearing on the surface is pieces of the information. And um, in the leaking, here's what I'm again the the Pedogate, Bohemian Grove Gate, uh, Jerry Savile Gate, uh, uh, Jerry Sandusky Gate, yeah. and on and on. All these are collectively connected. Yeah. Uh, that's how our research, you know, we see the same research, you know, wherever we go and all the cases. Listen, we're dealing with, we are dealing with actual hundreds of cases of the victims. And then some of those cases, they point as perpetrators, we turn state's evidence, we do all the rest of that. But um, it, there's, I mean, this is how I see it. There is so much of it in the underground and there's two levels. Physical secrecy, like drug lords and mafia and all the rest, they have to have you know guards and protection, and they do what they need to do on a physical level to keep hidden and protected because it's criminal what they do. It's vile and it's criminal. Second, I, I even say would say this, and someone who loves the entire body of Christ, I'm saying we do not. We, we are not assessing the dark side the way we need to. We do not understand the depth, the strength, the power, the agenda. Um, we don't. We really don't. And therefore, 12 seconds of prayer in churches, on, usually on Sunday, nothing about warfare, nothing about understanding this. Avoidance is our problem. Yeah. Uh, and that just that's just evidence of a mass spiritual um, weakness that comes from 30, 40 years of training spectators instead of warriors. Now, the underground that I think we need to look at now is now that we're seeing glimpses everywhere. Here's here's what I want to scream to everybody. We got a series coming out on uh, the radio. We're going to do ourselves on this. Then we have a 16 week course part two. Um, how do you find it? How do you then detect it? And I'm going to tell you the number one way: massive, targeted, strategic prayer to break through the supernatural barrier. See, they have even rituals they do blood rituals like the Hands of Glory yeah. in September. Anybody can look it up. It's to draw the powers of invisibility. They want to. They need to. They need to. They're drawing the powers to supernaturally create a barrier uh, of protection. And again. The lost world, like when we go, when we go to law enforcement feds, most on uh, ninety nine, they're not going to understand us even discussing this. No, um, and and their job is just nail down crime. But here's what I'm going to say that I'm going to say experientially. It's biblically true. It's experientially true. I, I'm saying with a and I and I hope I can write on criminalistics and forensic psychology at some point because in their works there is no concept of the motivation of these kind of crimes. Um, there really isn't, and there's no sense of uh, the supernatural. So we must, like in Ezekiel, later, the only way to find that substructure and go not only to see the and, and God took him step by step. Show them the abominations, show them the symbols and signs, another abomination. Another, it's like le taking in step. It was so horrific, even a very powerful Ezekiel was taken step by step by step to see things. But then God led him face to face with the top leaders, the elite of that day. Now, that was the will of God because, one, to spell out, that God knew it. He, he's omniscient, and um, he knew it, number one. He knows details. He knows where. Second, this is what he was going to bring severe and astounding judgment to. And thirdly, he willed it to be exposed in advance. Well, and this really ties in with the teachings you've been doing lately beneath the surface of the Deep Strategy Armageddon series that you've been doing, because there's nothing worse 
than the fact that it's not being exposed in churches. It's not even being talked about. Spiritual warfare, it goes back to the survey that I talked about earlier. Nothing to see here. There's no devils. There's no demons. It really goes to the dereliction of our Christian duty to not only expose this stuff, but to be dealing with this in the spiritual realm, advanced spiritual warfare. We're not fighting flesh and blood. We're in a war here, Russ. This is a war. It is. It is. And, and, and this is important. And I say this uh, to my brethren that are, you know, I love the body. So it's not just a matter of uh, oh, what, what is your position? What is my position? I would say this is a massive, massive breach in the acknowledgement of the word of God first a massive, massive breach and dereliction of duty. It evidences that people are more seized with fear in accommodating the culture and, and, and broken denominations than they are in serving Christ and doing you know, the, the will of God. And, there, and thus, you know, the result of this is thus, like in the city I live, of 500 churches, maybe two or three do what should be the norm. This should be the norm. Luke 10, anybody can read it. Book of Acts, in in 30 days, I launch a six-month massive verse-by-verse study into the book of um, Acts, free for everybody. I put it all all online. Actually, this is going to be all about not only seeing, it's it's called Acts uh, Field Manual for the End of Days. Mm. And so everything we see God did there is what should be the norm in in all of what we're doing here, you know, here and now. um, it's sad to hear that those stats are still that high, but you know, I told you the story. I'm I'm in a church. I have a black pastor next to me. I'm there. There's this other guy there. We're all talking about demons and things like that. And and his response to me was, "Well, I really don't think that in the United States it's it's really bad." And and we and you know, as third world countries, I can understand it, but we don't need that here. We don't see much of that here. <laughs> then this guy next to both of us, I could see his eyes beginning to roll. He's beginning to shake a little, tremble, tremble. You know, he's trembling a little, and he he finally just says, I feel like something wants me to mock God and cuss out God. And I said, sit in this chair. And so so the moment I prayed in the name of Jesus, of course, the demon manifested screeching and screaming, I mean, loudly. I mean, this was loud. The pastor, his eyes about popped out of his head. He's looking <laughs> at this. I realize I'm in a teaching moment, let alone a deliverance <laughs> moment. So, you know, of course, in the name of the Jesus of Nazareth, you know, I command the demon. And you it's again, this is like Mark 5, ripping out and away from the guy. The demon leaves. The guy just collapses down into calmness and acknowledges that he knew it was there all the time. He didn't know why, and and, and now he knows it's completely gone. He's praising God. Well, you know that pastor? He changed his theology. He he instead of negating uh, a third of the of the of the scripture and and instead of negating the centrality of ministry, evangelism, healing, deliverance and so forth, um he he tur- he turned it all around. He huh. he realized that he was he was just uh, not getting it and he got a he got a lesson. We don't have to wait for that. We just need to take the word, believe it, and launch out. And, and here's what I guarantee. In every class I've ever taught on the subject, uh, anywhere locally, anywhere else, anybody who begins to say, I'm going to learn spiritual warfare, and I'm here, Lord, here am I, Lord. I accept the authority you've given. Send me. Here's what I can almost always guarantee. 
because there's all kinds of demonized people. God's going to open the door for you to begin to minister to them, and he's going to providentially lead because there's so many people that need. And there's oh. nowhere else to get this kind of ministry. It comes from what Jesus did at the cross. It comes from his authority. It comes from the, the victory there and the promise that he gave to us in authority to trample. We have a mission. To give the authority is one thing. But it was a mission to tread, to, to bring destruction, and to overcome all the power of the enemy. And so not to do this is, um, I'm saying, a collective disobedience, a personal disobedience to the Word of God. And it's an evidence, again, of, of Western, rational, empty, uh, dumbed-down, even demythologized, you know, biblical—I you know, don't call it biblical theology. It's just, uh, why did Jesus come? I mean, look at the prophecy in Isaiah and the fulfillment in Luke 4. You know, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and look what he's here to do, to preach the gospel, the good news to the poor. What about liberating the captives? What about the deliverance? What about the opening the eyes? What about setting free? Um, that's who we are all about. And I think it diminishes glory to Jesus when, and it, you know, in, in so many ways, when we as real believers don't do this astounding uh, See, I always tell people, yes, I've seen a lot of demons, I've hundreds and hundreds and hundreds over the years, uh, manifestations and you know, engagements and all that. And and yet, uh, on the other side of this, I see the authority, I see the power. We get to feel the, the manifest power of the Holy Spirit come. We get to see the triumph of Jesus over the dark side again and again and again and again. We get to see people saved, set free, praising God because of it. Um, I, I don't want to ever miss that. Yes, amen to that. And setting the captives free, that's what it's about. And healing and deliverance were two-thirds of Jesus Christ's ministry. And I don't understand which part of Mark 16, 15, right through the end, what do people not get about the Great Commission? And these signs shall follow in my name. They shall cast out devils. What part of that are people not getting? And of course, that correlates to the book of Acts. Their acts of the apostles, their actions. The book of Acts is a total field manual for Christian living. Well, it is. I, I, that's what I've always called it, the field manual um, for the, you know, not only what we see, you know, it's not just history. We're not looking back and saying, oh, look what they did. Look how powerful. Look how awesome. Look how um, Peter uh, who was not a you know we obviously see even his his difficulties and and yet he rises to the you know he rises to become a powerful believer, even the shadow when people got into his shadow later on people the astounding works the miracles and, and the centrality the gospel the centrality thousands and thousands and the Greek word poloi or you know meaning just even uncountable numbers getting saved. Um, the healings, the supernatural signs, wonders, and in every case of power encounter, like with Bar Jesus, the the, the Jewish sorcerer, um, look look how mist blinds him. The gospel's preached, and he's blinded, and 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 he's humiliated. Dark side <laughs> gets humiliated. So. I'm saying everything there is what we're all about here and now. And I'm saying, too, anybody who wants to live in Jesus that way, praise God. Welcome to the reality. Just, you know, like it says, Jesus said in the gospel, whoever believes in me will do the works that I've been doing. Don't wait for anybody else. Just begin to do it. Just begin to pray. Here's why. We have billions that are lost, biblically speaking. We have a prophetically speaking. The Spirit of God tells us that we have the largest demonic, deceptive presence and power 
and uh, and work of the enemy as never before in human history with it only accelerating we have the dark side going to be manifesting counterfeit stuff all over the place in massive ways here's what we need father we need everything you have we need everything heaven will give us we need every sign and wonder and power and charismatic gift used rightly of course and we need the clothing of power like never before in our lives the manifestation of that power and we need people that will preach jesus in every 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 apartment building and alley and business building and place and lay hand and and right and 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 to me see when i say that um it's inseparably connected to you when you're evangelizing healing deliverance put shoes on the people that don't have shoes, give them a meal, disciple them, get them baptized, get them filled and clothed with the Spirit of God, get them growing, uh, help take care of them. Um, it's all there. It's the norm. That's yes. the norm. We are so, we're, you know what the church is in, in a real sense publicly? A caricature. Wow, that's sadly sobering. It's it's a slap in the face to what Jesus died to give us, not just salvation, but the power and authority that Luke ten nineteen talks about. Jesus said that he was in us is greater than he was in the world. His power is greater than the power of the enemy. We should be living in a way that affects the spirit realm. You know, whenever Jesus would show up somewhere, demonic spirits would manifest. Demons can't rest under the presence of the light and the power of God. Jesus ultimately assigned his authority to us and we should be storming the enemy's camp, not the other way around. We should be the aggressors. Uh, absolutely. And, and, and see, that's what the early church was. They were the aggressors. They were the ones going after it. It's, um, I just heard the story when I was in Dallas, too, and I got uh, the person uh, connected me with the Navy SEAL group um, that is going to be that's forming, and they're forming to go after the pedophile underground. Yeah. And, it, it is, and, he, and I guess they're giving the warning, we're coming for you. We're cut, you know, and I thought, I mean, hallelujah. Um, these guys, see, I, when I was in Dallas and I knew as I was driving down, I, I was, I mean, I just knew this is what I was going to do. God, I mean, this was in me all the way. We had an 18 hour drive in Two, we had to go two days driving. But when we got there, um, in the presentation Friday night, I had a, p- a point where I put up the picture of the kid in the cage. I put a, an FBI uh, billboard about the two girls. We turned state's evidence. They were slaughtered on ritual days, a 14-year-old, 17-year-old. Then I put up the picture of little Lewis um, that we may now get to see this case solved. Um, I spoke to the vets, had them stand, gave a word to them, spoke to them about a number of things, prayed for them specifically. But I asked them, I asked them, will you step forward? Under a new commander in chief, Jesus, let him sanctify all of your work, you know, all of your abilities by the Spirit of God, all your talents, all your skills, uh, and all of what God will do in you. We need you, kind of warriors, to step out there to fight 27 million in human trafficking on a global scale, at least 40 million in the satanic ritual abuse trafficking. And we need uh, those who are going to stand up in the authority and power of Jesus, understanding warfare in a physical and and in a spiritual sense, and are going to be willing to say, you know what? 
we're coming after you. We're coming to rescue those in the cages and in the houses and in the 300 you know, that are packed in semis, they're on boats. We're coming to see the liberation. That's Jesus. That's that's an element of the prophetic spirit of the Lord is upon me to, to set captives free. I mean, to really do that. And then to bring the gospel, then to love them, then to preach Jesus, and then to get them out of this. And, and you know what? I have no problem preaching to um, perpetrators. Uh, and let me be frank. There's times I just want to just down them. I, I mean, I just want to, I want to see, you know, whatever it's going to take sometimes God, whatever, you know, if they're arrogant and elitist, arrogant, whatever, if like King Herod, the book of Acts, God knows how to deal with them. But I have, you know, put them in jail. You know, you'll get the gospel in jail. I don't care what, what kind of money you have. Get out. Get out of here. You need to repent. You need to, and we, what we need to do, and what's going to happen in, the, in this broadcast, here's what I feel. This broadcast, Sheila, I think that there's going to be a few of the elitists. They're going to be monitoring to see what we're saying about them. But you know what? I believe now it's not just the victims coming out to tell and expose. God's going to engage some like Saul of Tarshish. They're going to get so radically saved, some of these elitists, that they're going to come out. They're going to be more than any bit, anyone more than the victims, because they know everything. They're going to come out, and they're going to have to tell. And that's God's going to require them to turn around and rip the lid off of Bohemian Grove, lift you know, the lid off of Christ Church London and Savile and the Catholic system. And so that's what everybody can be praying, that God you know, engage the very elitists and strike them and you know, you know, either come to Christ now or go to hell. One of the two. Yeah. Come to Christ now or go on, go to hell. If that's what you want, it's all yours. And then see them radically, which would be the evidence of real salvation and repentance, radically turn against the dark side uh, and rip it wide open. And, and, you know, we don't need just one or two stories. I had uh, flown in. Well, they flew in. They, they On their own dime, a victim, satanic, ritually abused victim. All those personalities, the last time I dealt with them, nine years ago, they flew me in. They had seven German personalities that were being created to be warriors. This girl is totally healed, totally one, totally free of demons, totally free of programming and whatever for the last seven years. Her and her husband flew in on their own dime. I brought her on stage. Instead of giving a slide presentation of somebody, I brought her on stage. Kelly took 10 minutes to tell the story. She was swamped afterwards for hours with people. She's riding now on it. She's going to tell her story. And so we need that. We need all the victims to do that. But I, I think that at this time, and maybe providentially in this recording today, uh, or this broadcast today, is uh, going to get out there, and we pray the Spirit of God will use it uh, and strike some of those um, that monitor and some of those that recon shows like this, strike them like God struck you know, Saul of Tarshish. It's, and then you've got a choice one way or the other. I mean, and, and this is what we can preach and declare, and that's Romans 8, if God before us who can be against us. And, and I, I'm going to say this, that the Word of God is explicitly true and on the actual field, on the actual field of ministry, Book of Acts. And then I look over, I've been on the field full-time by God's kindness uh, 39 years, full-time. And all I could say is everything we read, everything we see, every example of this in the book of Acts, like look at Acts 5.42, they never stopped preaching and teaching, you know, that Jesus, you know, and going from house to house. Literally by Acts 5.42, 5, uh, 
the body of Christ became unstoppable. The only way was like to kill Stephen, and that just spurred everything else, and then Saul of Tarsus gets saved. I mean, for everything the dark side does, even when, even in the future, you know, when the enemy, when the Antichrist, when all that comes down, all that he does, and the dark side is going to do that because they're going to, because the dark side is going to interface with lost humanity as never before. That's why it's going to occur. But God steps in. We we have to realize in the very end, and depending on what people's view are as far as whether we're here or not here, um, I'm one that believes we go through quite a bit. That God is all over the place. Uh, witnesses come in to prophesy. Got the wrath of God. Smart targets to be. I mean, we we have this massive engagement. It's not just the dark side. When the dark side brings all of its presence, God brings all of heaven to bear. That's true today in my life and in your life. Uh, and and listen. I barely made it to Dallas. I mean, I had canceled Knoxville. My, I mean, people have heard, um, and 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 I really, I really had to have God raise me up because I couldn't, I couldn't walk or get out of a room or get out of the house for months, and uh, and um, and and so all of us have difficulties. Okay, here's my number one story that I have to even preach it hard to myself. John Wesley, the great evangelist in England, England's collapsing. They say that the Wesley revivals helped stop social collapse in England. Now, Wesley's in, a, in an alley preaching Jesus and unfurling the gospel, um, you know, how it was happening. Thousands are getting yeah. saved and revived. So he's preaching the gospel. Somebody in the crowd, some guy just throws a rocket, hits him on the head. Blood begins to go down on his face. John Wesley reaches up with his sleeve, wipes away the blood, and he keeps on preaching. <laughs> That's our mentality as believers. You know, get up, come on, get up, wipe away. You know, come before the one who heals you. Limp if you have to. <laughs> you know, I was limping. I was limping. I mean, too. limp I was... if you have to. Get up. Um, you know, Jesus will strengthen you. Ask him to, you know, and go. And and we need to quit being babies. Well, you know what? I'll take it one step further. I think you nailed it. I think you need to listen to what Russ just said, folks. And here's the deal: Christians are gutless. There are no men. That's a whole show unto itself. I'm going to tell you what. It is an atrocity and a slap in the face to Jesus Christ. It's kind of like that quote from Edmund Burke. The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. And guess what? That's exactly what we got today. We've got comfortable cotton candy, candy cane, Christianity, watered down, lukewarm, just accept the kumbaya, let's join hands, have a big group hug. And that goes for all you keyboard commandos and armchair Christians out there, too. Oh, I posted a meme on Facebook. It was a scripture, too. Boy, look at you turn the world upside down, you. So that really nails that other point that you made, Russ, is Great Commission. Mark's, you know what, folks? Go read Mark 16. Start with verse 15 and go all the way and read it slowly. But here's the thing that is frightening, too. It's not just this acclamation to complacency and apathy, but there's even a more nefarious thing here happening. Look at the chemical storm that we're being inundated with. Not just aborted fetal tissue and human stem cells in every lotion, every potion. I mean, this is absolutely straight from the pit of hell. What we're being inundated with between the GMO frankenfoods and the plastic and the electromagnetic frequencies and everything combined, this slow acclimation to 
cannibalism. I mean, dear God, we don't even want to know what's in this stuff. God only knows what's in it. Well, you, we don't want to. I mean, that's the whole thing. We don't want to see them. We don't want them to be a part of anything. But um, that's what we're saying is the real sewer, globally connected, embedded, all of what has been going on that we've seen in 35 years is popping up and surfacing here and there. The audacity of that side um, is simply going to be here. And we're, we're simply seeing, and here's what we need to understand, it's just little pieces of the abominations that we read about um, that God had to show Ezekiel, which is the exact same system. There's no difference between what we read in Ezekiel 8 and the Luciferic you know, serpent worshipers of today. They're the same dark side. They're the same side that hates God. They're the same side that, that, that does the abominations and... But and here's I don't mean to be the the the, the spoiler. We haven't seen anything yet. Yeah. Uh, what we see right now, and and many will turn away and say, let's protect the ears of our you know churches and let's not let anybody hear anything and see anything. And yeah, what are you going to do? Create more spectators, more empty you know spectators where nothing, where where everybody's just you know it just leads them to hide and avoid. So are we created to be high, you know, hiders and avoiders, and and we every every time there's a noise, we we run. Uh, that's again the caricature and the evidence of failure in leaders, um, because that's what they do. So to embrace the totality of Scripture. Uh, when I did that whole series in the book of uh, Revelation, and pretty much is done, I'm going to be adding extras to it, and it's all free for everybody as far as all the audios everywhere. Uh, but I made it to where I wanted Revelation to be not just a commentary. Of the I wanted it's it's supposed to be a book that speaks to us, and engages us, uh, and, and enables us. Uh, that's the kind of preaching and teach. So so when I would want to bring out you know the all you know to just rip open the underground in hell and and say and say look what they're doing. You know, there's times I go before the Father, and I'm going to say, and I do, and I'm like the psalm writer, and I see this, the psalm writer helped me how to how to pray like this. God, look what they're doing. Look at this. Look at that kid, Lewis. Look what they did to this little nine-year-old. They ripped him apart. They ate him. And, and God, look what they're doing in the underground. Give me everything you have, please, Father, and stretch out your hands. And, and so, um, no, uh, it, it, here's what it does for me, and I believe strong, growing believers, uh, empowered believers, here's what it's going to do. Outrage. I mean, on the one hand, compassion for the lost, compassion for you know the, the 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 you know we're here, regardless of anything else. We're called to go to every single human being, every creature. But when I see the dark side, when I hear more of this, it outrages me, and I think there's a difference. Goliath is on the field screaming the abominations of the dark side. The, the body of Christ can sit in the rocks, seemingly safe, while they're being humiliated daily. Or, like David, in the name of the God of heaven, we run onto the field and we run after the dark side to bring it down. This really is a war on the saints. That's what we're talking about here. It really is. I mean, you know, that's the prophecy. And you know, the Antichrist, more profiled than anyone in Scripture outside of Jesus himself. Yeah. So we have this massive intel that God gives us in advance. And part of it is for our prep, for our seeing. Here's the example. 
Acts chapter 2, the power of the Spirit of God comes down with sign of wonder, obviously astounding. Peter stands up, filled with the Spirit of God, tells everybody, listen to me. And there had to have been around two million there in the whole of the city for the festival. And obviously thousands and thousands and thousands heard the sound, and they're hearing the languages, and they're hearing the praises of God, and, and they're gathering in. So he stands up filled with the Spirit of the Lord, and this massive quoting and unleashing of the Old Testament pointing to Jesus. But here's how it begins. He's explaining the fulfillment of prophecy. He says, this is that which the prophet Joel spoke about. The very thing that's in your face, the very thing that you've just seen. I look at a billion New Asians worldwide, and I say, this is that which the Spirit of God said, 1 Timothy 4, 1, he explicitly said in the end of days, plan us, seducing spirits are coming to get many, and then to lead some to write doctrines of demons, you know, writings. So this is that, uh, or 1 John 2, uh, this is how we know it's the last hour, that many antichrists, Jim Joneses and, and Sun Moon, and many of them, and then the antichrist is coming. Uh, we're not just waiting for all prophecy to be fulfilled. We are in it. We are in the midst of it. We are part of the fulfillment of it, and the huge, the biggest of the events, um, the biggest of what the dark side will do, and the biggest of what God's going to do is just now before us. And here's here's the you know overall interesting thing, um, what we're seeing with uh, the witches, warlocks, and others coming out and doing what they're doing. Uh, what we don't realize is they this has been this is what we're talking about. All that's all that's happening is what has been going on behind the scene is now surfacing. Look at Bohemian Grove. A hundred years ago, they're doing these rituals there. Yeah. Fifty years ago, on U.S. soil. Um, they are doing a massive human sacrifice in which world elite players are there. Most don't even, you know, they've been dumbed down to think it's a mock human sacrifice. That's a lie. There's no sympathetic magic here. This is a real human sacrifice. Anybody who, that's been a monarch or a, or a victim from there knows this. So why do they do this? Well, they're summoning with all those world leaders there. They are summoning the dark powers, and then at the moment of them throwing the human being in, and the fires going up to that ancient, you know, symbol of a of a of a Sumerian probably deity of of elitist knowledge and connected to Semiramis and all that, is the summoning of the powers. And all of a sudden, here's what it really does: there is a release of demonic huge force targeting the elite world leaders right there in the meeting. What you're seeing in Bohemian Grove is a precursor to Revelation 16, when out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the Antichrist, out of the mouth of the false prophet, there is a planetary release of demonic presence targeting the kings, the political military leaders, to gather them for Armageddon. We need to scream it. There is no Armageddon without this planetary supernatural release of demons, this is what that other side knows how to do. And they target and they draw and they bring for the gathering. Revelation 19.19 is the, the ultimate end of what that global planetary demonic presence release was all about. And Bohemian Grove is a, uh, it's massive, but it's a, it's a, it's a picture of that kind of um, conjuring. So, I will say again to the to the body of Christ and those listening, the underground, 
in the United States, in every city by design, in every location by design, every township by design, you have had the Ezekiel 8 Luciferic coven since the 50s, brought over from the Nazis and all that. But by design, in every city, every location, they have had the kinds of covens that know how to summon and release, summon and send, summon and target, doing this monthly. I'm estimating 500 million satanic rituals have been done in the last three decades in the United States alone, worse in Europe, and it's all releasing. That's why people are coming to us all everywhere. I have never in the last decade, in all the conferences, I've been to 75 now in all the places, I've never had a person come and say, man, our city is filled with the joy of the Lord. Our entire city, the heavens are open, <laughs> the power of God is here, it is glorious. I've heard in every case... Our city, the dark spiritual cloud is over the city. Uh, It's oppressive. It's dark. You know that's related to? Directly related to the kinds of rituals that involve the summoning and releasing of the demonic in the city because they know they need to darken. They they need to have the influence. And it draws an open door to the drug trade, to the uncanny violence, that's why I have that one free, again, just training. It's called Dark Rituals, Dark Powers. How do you find these kind of coven, the Ezekiel 8 kind of coven in your city? Well, we did 14 hours of training. And, I, and I'm going to say right now, I, and I've been to 80 cities. And when I say that, not just doing conferences. I mean, we've been going to cities, engaging the underground, and great, you know, pulling out victims, and doing this kind of stuff for years. And years. I've been doing this for 35 years. And I'm saying United States, and worse so in England and Europe, and Italy and Germany specifically, you are so deep. I mean, we can look at the Masonic, 56,000 temples in the United States, every city, every township. That's by design. That's a Luciferic uh, organization. They deny the deity of Christ. They push forth Lucifer, a chaos to come in a new order. That's that's completely straight out of, straight out of Hell's Kitchen. But connected to that is an underground uh, I call the collective or the mysterium, Second Thessalonians two, the mystery of iniquity. This it's a global interface of the dark side's broadest manifestation as it interfaces with humanity by the hundreds of thousands, the elitists by the tens of thousands in preparation for what what is just barely years away. What we read in you know Revelation thirteen, what we read in Daniel, it's just years away. We're just we're just near uh, we're we're the tipping point. We're just near that erupting. So it's obvious to me then. Well, okay, you know these pieces and parts that are so horrific that we're hearing about, reading about, which I've seen for years. I've got hundreds of crime scenes. Maybe I should put up all these crime scene photos. I have crime scene photos that are probably worse than anything that's been put out. And they're all from law enforcement that never wanted to bring these out in the public. We purchased them from law enforcement agents uh, that all retired. And I've got got stuff that I could put out. um, And I I, I would really have to pray about that. I might do it at a conference where we acknowledge ahead of time, like a training conference. And I would do it like this is, you know— this kind of crime here was done by this kind of Satanist. This was done by the drug lords, you know, in in Mexico. But show the human ritualistic desecration, and even that, even law enforcement, they've barely scratched the surface of catching anything. And, and yet, we've got stuff we could show that would um, either bring us to our knees in tears and then outrage, or send weak un. I mean, the caricature of the body of Christ would not even want to look. They would, they would want to run the other way. 
Well, it's horrific, and yet denial and avoidance does not help anything. And avoiding the battle, that's even worse. All of us as believers are called to armor up, get on the field, and get in this fight because we are we're in a fight to the death. The enemy's modus operandi is to kill, steal, and destroy. Kill, folks. And that's really where this strategic, targeted spiritual warfare really comes into play. And speaking of prayer, Russ, in the waning moments, if you would do us the honor of leading us into a prayer where we can stand together and pray. Thank you. Absolutely. Father, we just come before you and pray the Spirit of the Lord in power. Uh, God, the Holy Spirit, guide us and lead us and open our eyes. And Father, may you stretch out your hands and, and clothe and fill the body of Christ, uh, sanctifying it, reviving it, and God, just engaging it. And Father, we just come to repent of the spectatorship, the fear. We repent of fear. We repent of, uh, of being pushed backwards. We repent of being spectators. We repent of allowing the culture to, to silence us as if it was our God. And so we repent of that, God. No idols before us. We ask now the Spirit of the Lord to fall and strengthen. We yield to you, Spirit of the Lord. We we come before the living, our Savior right now, Jesus. Father, in his name and to the glory of Christ, we need everything you have. We need the clothing of power, every gifting, every working, every sign, every wonder, every extraordinary work, and a release of, uh, Lord, we, we would pray 10 million believers, fearless, powerful, fierce, like Acts chapter 8, Philip. Father, just raise them up everywhere. God, inspire every believer listening that they can become uh, that kind of uh, incredible uh, believer, unstoppable believer and fruit-bearing believer. And Hebrews 11, they conquered kingdoms by faith. They administered justice by faith. So, Father, we pray for that. We pray that you just right now grip every listener and grab every listener and say, this is the day. This is the hour. Now is the time. No more. Let's rip away the dead. Let's rip away the junk. Let's rip away the flesh. Let's rip away this stuff. Surrender, stand up, and boldly go forward and uh, and never stop till we see the face of our God. Father, in the name of Jesus, bless every listener. Bring anybody that doesn't know Jesus, God, to salvation. Unleash right now healing, extraordinary, miracle to deliver them and save them right now. And uh, God bless you and thank you for her, and thank you for this broadcast in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Well, and Russ, for people that want to find your stuff, also tell us when the Book of Acts, your training starts, and how people can find your stuff. Absolutely. Shatterthedarkness.net. Shatter, S-H-A-T-T-E-R, shatterthedarkness.net. And that's the big messy website that has everything there and all that we do. On the right-hand side, free training courses. Uh, the Book of Revelation, of course, is out there. And, and all together, that's going to have 100 hours. The Book of Acts, Field Manual for the End of Days, which may be a six-month um, verse by verse with uh, with a lot of equipping of the saints in the context of it. And it will involve um, a connection to global, you know, thousands in prayer. And it, the whole goal is to help deploy powerful believers like 
Philip in Acts chapter 8. We're going to launch that, and uh, we'll take that all through the summer. And some of the places we're going to go, we're going to invite people to come to Allentown, Massachusetts, other places to say, show up, let's pray together. We're going to send you out in the middle of the uh, Saturday afternoon all over the city areas with team members and uh, do this stuff that we're talking about. And then we'll come back for some powerful meetings in the locations that we're choosing. So Take a look, Shadow of the Darkness. It'll tell you everything that's going on and how to connect and how to get it. Well, you heard it there, folks. ShatterTheDarkness.net. Do check that out. I myself, I'm going to go check out the Book of Acts teaching. That's going to be fantastic. Check out Russ's podcast, too. It's got a whole bunch of this series called Beneath the Surface of the Deep Strategy. I think it's part one through part 11, I believe. It's right there on his podcast if you get some time, do check that out. Russ, thank you so much for your ministry, what you do, and thank you so much for taking the time to come on the program today and weigh in on this very dark topic, and we called today's show Satanic Rituals, Pedogate, and the Deep Underground Occult. Russ, thank you again. It's always a pleasure. God bless. Sheila, thank you so much. Blessing, sister. Thank you very much. We love you. Folks, that was Russ Dizdar. ShatterTheDarkness.net. Bookmark that site and do check out his handiwork over there. What a great ministry. Great man. Such a blessing. Well, I just want to remind people that next week we have a fantastic lineup. Steve Quayle starts things off Monday. Tuesday, Monty Mulkey on an incredible topic. Wednesday, Michael Heiser. Well, I have three mics on back to back. Check this out. Dr. Mike Heiser. Dr. Mike Spaulding and Dr. Mike Hoggard. Three Michaels in a row. How did I end up doing that? Mike Hoggard, Mike Spaulding, Mike Heiser. After being off the air almost a month, I'm coming out of the gate with some heavy hitters. It is so good to be back on the air. Really excited. And do not forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. We're going to have some fun things and I'm going to be doing some video. I'm as I said in the beginning, uh, there's a little more to it than I originally thought. But you know what? God willing, this sometime this year, I am determined to be launching a video platform. New website launch is coming, and I'm really excited about that. So we'll see you soon. I love you all. Good night, and God bless.